Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Maybe seated tonight. Grand final night. You're brave. Wow. Obviously, there's not a lot of Eastern uh, Canberra fans around uh, up here. But um, God's the only game I'm interested in. Amen? You know, we've been, uh, if you're with me a couple of weeks ago, we, uh, I spoke about the church, the message of the church, and I, um, I preached out of, uh, or started with Ephesians 3.20. And you remember this scripture, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, then all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Again, we look at the, the, the key to the passage is his power that is at work within us. Never forget that. Never forget that. And have you noticed that the church is the only organisation that has the power, his power, working within it. Have you noticed that? You know, Rotary doesn't have his power working within it to bring reconciliation between man and God. They do great work. They do great things. Lions Club do great things. You know, community things for people. But they don't carry the message that we carry to bring reconciliation between God and man. So every believer in this room tonight must have that understanding that if it's going to be, then it's up to me. Is that right? If you're a believer here tonight, if you're born again, if you say, yep, I'm a part of the body of Christ, you've got to know this message of reconciliation the plan that God has for humanity, it's not going to happen unless we get it, unless we understand that revelation. If it's going to be, it's going to be up to me. There's no plan B. He's called the church and, um, to bring that message. That doesn't mean the church is better than any other group of people who want to do good things and have, you know, uh, all of that, but we're the only ones with that message and the only ones that have his power working within us to bring that message to pass. Last time I spoke, out of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 13, just let me refresh you and read that again. It says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, to equip his people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Everyone say mature. Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So we see here that Christ himself appointed those to equip us, to train us for works of service. And in the outworking of that, in the outworking of that, all the believers will come to a place of maturity, attaining to the fullness of Christ. 
That's our goal. That's our destination. That's our plan. And this is our process. In other words, we come together as a church. We allow God's word and his spirit to to help train and equip us. And as we serve together, we are strengthened and grow in maturity as we draw closer to God. I mean, this is the greatest benefit of being a part of a church. The greatest benefit of being part of a church. This doesn't happen while you're sitting at home uh, watching Christian TV. Though I like Christian TV. But you're not, you're not going to get this synergy happening. You're not, you're not going to get this interacting, this iron sharpens iron, this, this you know, pers- uh, provoking one another to good. You're not going to get that sitting at home alone. But I want to read verses 14 to 16 tonight in this passage of Scripture. We're going to talk about three more things. It says here, Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead... Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ, from him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Are you getting the picture? Let's have a look at three things that's going to help us here tonight. Number one, in In verse 14, we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. I like it because it says here, it says, and then. See, after we've gone through that decision-making process of, yes, I am a believer, I am a part of the body of Christ, I am the church, his power is with at work within me. I have a mission to bring reconciliation. When I get that revelation, it says then. When I start to act that revelation out in my daily life, it says, and then. And then. You'll no longer be infants. There is a strength that comes when we grow in relationship with God and with each other. There's a maturing that comes. You know, I've told you before, and uh, I don't think you can really mature until you, you have children. It's just the way it is. You just don't have that responsibility until that first child comes along. Amen? Is that right? You know, you can be the, the coolest couple going around town and, and everything, but until, you know, you have that first child, your life then is over. <laughs> because it's not about you anymore, it's about the child. And you know what? Mature people understand that. Infants don't get that. They still want it about them. There's a maturing that happens. It's the same in the spiritual world. You know, you, I don't think you really get what Christ has done for you until you find someone who's broken, someone who's lost, 
someone who's hurting, and then you begin to speak life into them through the Spirit of God and see their lives, nurture them and train them and build them up, disciple them to a place that they're absolutely strong and on top. Then you know. Then you know what it's like to have a spiritual child. You grow in maturity. You grow in a strength not tossed back and forth or blown by every wind of teaching or by the craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Now, 25 years of pastoring now, I've seen a lot of people try to, you know, build their own agenda and not a God agenda. The tragedy is it never works. The worst part is, you know, they influence the immature. They influence the... The, the weak, and they begin to sort of draw them into a, a false revelation and, and, you know, before you know it, it ends pretty bad. They're taken out of a church environment. They're stuck in a small little group of people who have the revelation that no one else has. Incredibly dangerous. I had a group a few years ago that, you know, they got this this thing that they wanted to do and they got a little group together and they went and they did it all and, and you know, it lasted a few months. The sad thing is the broken lives that come out of that is an absolute tragedy. That's why it's so important to belong to a church because here everything's it's out in the open. There's nothing hidden. You want to ask a question, you want to know something, you want to question something, Absolutely. See Pastor Caleb. <laughs> He'll enlighten you. Nothing hidden. If some wolf comes in sheep's clothing, then you're not alone. You're not alone. You know, you're not vulnerable. You've got someone that you can turn to and ask a question, hey, hey, what do you think about this? You know, this guy was talking about, you know, this or that or, or this revelation or that thing or, and this is going to happen. Tell me, tell me, what do you think? Well, let's sit down and what does the Word say about that? There's a safety, there's a strength in that when you're a part of the body of Christ. Jesus said in John 16, 12, while I was with them, I protected them. I kept them safe by that name you gave me. He's talking about his disciples said, Father, you gave me these men. While they're with me, I'm going to protect them. I'm going to look after them. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. The truth is we grow stronger together. We just do. We grow stronger together, far stronger than what you could grow on your own. I've got your back, you've got my back, and together we, we bring the increase. That's how it works. No longer infants. Second thing is speaking the truth in love. Have a look at verse 15. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. How, am <coughs> how amazing is it in my world 
that I have people who care enough about me to be able to speak the truth into my life. There's plenty that want to speak their truth, but there are those who want to speak the truth into my life because I'll be better for it. Without it, we live in this, in this bubble of non-reality. I put the blinkers on. I only see what I want to see. It's incredibly dangerous. It's incredibly dangerous. Not a good place to be at all. You know, I was telling one of my golf buddies um, a while ago, and I, I got this, uh, this idea of practicing 100 swings every night, right? Just 100, 100 swings every night. Downstairs in my man cave, down there, nine-foot ceilings, thankfully. 100 swings every night. Just, just grinding that muscle memory in. 100 swings every night. I'm telling them, I'm pretty proud of this, right? I'm thinking... Look out next time we go out in the course. And my buddy said to me, he said, listen, he said, um, that's cool, it's great you're doing that, but you better have the right swing. I mean, I could be grinding in 100 swings every night and it'd be the wrong swing. And my game's going to get worse, it's not going to get better. But in my head, in my mind, you little beauty. That's a brilliant swing. Then I realised, you know, a bit of wisdom in that. So I can tell you the heart of this church is that we want you to succeed. That's my heart. That's my goal. I want you to succeed. I want you to flourish. We want you to be strong and firmly planted. Firmly planted. That's why we preach from the Word and not from someone's theory or, or ideas. We preach from the Word because we know it works. It's not rocket science. It can be confronting, but it never fails. You know, if you want to live a, a sound, long, healthy Christian life, go to the Gospels, go to the Gospels and begin to, to read everything in red. Everything in red. And then do it. And then do it. And I'll tell you this, you'll lack nothing. It'll be confronting. It'll be challenging. But if you obey it, it works. It works. Proverbs 27, 6 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted but an enemy multiplies kisses. See, what that means is that there are people who care enough about you to tell you the truth, even though it might offend a little bit, even though it might hurt a little bit, even though it might challenge a little bit. But because they want to see you succeed, they'll risk it and tell you the truth. See, people who don't care about you, they'll just tell you what you want to hear. They don't care. I don't want to beef with anybody. I don't want to upset anyone. I'll just tell you what you want to hear and we're all happy. 
but you don't grow. You don't flourish. You don't succeed. You used to go on that same bad swing, thinking all the time in your head, I got this. I got this. Amen? You're quiet. You're watching the football. No, you're quiet. See, if you reject correction, you'll never mature. And that immaturity causes a lot of pain. A lot of pain. And it's not as if we don't know. It's not as if we don't have access to the right answer. We just choose not to obey it. Is that fair? So who, who can we blame? Ourselves. Thank you. Ourselves. Oh, everyone hates this message. No one to be buying these CDs. Whole group just walked out. Look at that. They've had enough. They've had enough unless all the guys who go on the toilet together, which is, well, it's a different generation, folks. <laughs> um, the girls used to do that in my day, but, you know, I'm open. Uh, we're all trying to adjust. The third thing, I know I better move on quickly. The third thing is that in verse 16, it builds itself up. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part, oh, I love this, does its work. Does its work. Each part does its work. You've got a strong body. You've got a healthy body. When each part, each ligament, joined together, does its work. Paul uses this example you know, Jesus, the head, and you and I are the supporting ligaments that hold the body together and the structure is formed and then growth begins. You don't get growth if the, if the structure is not formed. Or if you do, then it's not, it's not going to work. goes to show the importance of every ligament. Because if any are missing, the body is weakened. Who was here this morning? Who enjoyed Pastor Mark's illustration with the water? You know, passing it on, passing it on. There was a gap and the water just fell to the ground because there wasn't anyone there to grab it and to pass it on. I was so pleased that we used thank you water this morning. Because Dan Flynn, the founder of thank you water, was in the second row. So it was good we were using his product. A couple of years ago, I, I damaged a ligament in my thumb, my left thumb. And uh, um, it's kind of healed, but it, it's, it's not 100% effective. And at the risk of boring you with another golf illustration, when I, <laughs> when I pull out my driver, which is the biggest club in the bag, the heaviest club, right? And when I, in the top of my backswing... This thumb, sometimes it just gives way, right? It just gives way. Now, I can, I can swing through that, and, and nine out of ten times, it's good. But there's that one time in the top where it just gives way, and the club goes off line, and I come down, and everybody runs. <laughs> they scatter because they're smart people. 
And next thing, I've taken a chunk of dirt out and it's just, you know, I'm cool and calm as I always am when that happens. But I never know when this thing's going to give way because that ligament has been weakened. It's important that every ligament is healthy and in the right place for the body to function at its best. It's the same in church life. It's the same in church life. Every one of us must be in a position and healthy for highway to grow beyond. To grow beyond. We can't have any gaps. Otherwise, we stop the flow. Can't have any gaps. We need every ligament, every one of us joined together. Every one of us locked in to a mindset that I'm a part of the body of Christ. I belong to the church. I don't just attend. I belong. This is my house. This is where my generations will be raised. This is where they'll be strengthened. This is where they'll be equipped. Won't be trouble-free. They'll go through stuff, but they won't go through it alone. And one of the keys I found to, to building a strong family, I, I call it the Velcro principle. You know what Velcro is, right? You know where you tear that, those, that, that has a lot of those little fingers that bury themselves into the cloth and then, you know, they hold fast, you know. The more hooks you get in, the, the stronger it is. And it's the same with families in church life. The more mum and dad come to church, the more, you know, uh, the teenagers go to youth, the more the kids go to kids' church, each little hook is holding in fast. The midweek groups, the different connections that go on, serving in the house, participation in every part of the body, the more the hooks go in, the stronger we become. And that family grows in strength. Why? Because the body's strong. The body's strong. Simply just walking in and out leaves little room to build something of worth for your life. It's great that you come. It's great that you attend. But if you want to grow, if you want to be strengthened, if you want to be positioned in, in, in a place where you're not tossed to and fro by every situation and circumstance, but your feet are firmly planted on something strong, where there's a, you know, a friend and, 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 a, and a mentor, a teacher on the left and on the right, ready to speak life, speak words of hope and encouragement to drive you forward there every time. You say, well, oh, gee, pastor, I don't have that. Well, then you're not locked in. You're just attending. Got to build it strong, folks. This is our hour. This is our day. We don't get a do-over. This is our life. And we get to dictate what we build for the generations to follow. We do that. Not circumstance, not situation. Not wolves in sheep's clothing. No, we detect what that is. We make that decision. Because God's got better for you than you think. I know that. He's got better for you than you think. For what you've grabbed a hold of thus far, he's got better for you. Amen? But you only get out of something what you put into something. Is that fair? 
That's, that's just a, a rule in life, right across the board. Please, don't just attend church. Come, I love that you're here, but be a part of the body. Be a part of the body. Find a place where your gift, your ability, your talent can serve. And, you know, as I said you know, the other week when I preached this message, you know, I said, listen, this isn't a pastor's plea for volunteers. It's not. I just know what makes you strong. And this makes you strong. Amen? Let me pray for you tonight. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word to our hearts. Thank you, Lord, that we attach ourselves to something far bigger than we will ever be. We ride on that momentum of the body, the synergy, when every part comes together, every ligament joins together, no gaps. When the body moves forward with such a strength and agility, every family rides those coattails. Every family rides those coattails. And Lord, I pray that each family, each individual here tonight would flourish. They would succeed. They would go over and above, far beyond in the mighty name of Jesus because that's our destiny and that's what the church is all about. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand tonight.